for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study the books of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. During this study, we will learn to have faith in God and follow His leadership, even during the most uncertain times of life. So, grab your copy of the Fall 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for September 18, 2022 is entitled, Faith Leads to Victory. It comes from Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 11, and 20 and 21. The application is, the student will comprehend that he can experience victory through the power of God when he moves by faith. Seeking the Context The Collapse of the Walls of Jericho and the subsequent defeat of the city is a very popular historical narrative of the Bible. I remember as a young Sunday school boy learning about it and acting out the marching around the city and shouting at the end. I like the shouting part the best. But many scoffers have pointed to it as evidence that the Bible is a myth. They claim that archaeological evidence does not support a sudden destruction of Jericho. On the other hand, recent archaeological discoveries in Jericho have revealed fascinating facts and proofs that what the Bible records in Joshua chapter 6 is historically true and not a myth. Although we do not need external evidence to believe that the Bible is true, it is good to have this evidence to silence the scoffers. God can do all things, for with God nothing shall be impossible, Luke chapter 1 Verse 37, it is just as easy for God to speak the universe into existence as it is for him to flatten the fortified walls of Jericho. God could have done this in any way of his choosing, and he chose to do it with Israel marching, priests blowing trumpets, and the people shouting. It is an odd event for sure, because it is one of God's many miracles. And it took faith in God for the people to walk into danger and trust him to bring the victory. To you, what is the most fascinating part about God's victory at Jericho? Searching the text. Number one, the city of Jericho. Joshua chapter six, verse one. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Jericho is constantly referenced as a point of geography throughout the wilderness wandering of Israel, indicating that it was a well-known and important city. Numbers 22 verse 1, 36 verse 13, Deuteronomy 34 verse 1. Jericho was the most ancient city of Canaan, surviving many attacks because of its massive walls and ample supply of food and water. It appeared to be unconquerable, but we know the rest of the story. Jericho was indeed a well-fortified city with seemingly impenetrable walls. When the gates were shut, no one went out, and more importantly, no one got in. Archaeologists tell us that the city was surrounded by a double ring of walls, with a sloping earthen rampart in between. The outer wall 
was approximately six feet thick and 40 feet high. The inner wall was approximately 12 feet thick and 46 feet high. The walls were large enough to contain many dwellings, such as Rahab's house, Joshua 2 verse 15. Jericho was not only well fortified, but also well supplied. In these ancient times, one tactic of invading armies was to surround the city and starve the people out. But Jericho repaired because the harvest had just gathered, Joshua 3.15. And springs of water lay within the city. Archaeologists discovered remains of large containers full of grain in Jericho homes. And today you can still visit the freshwater springs there. It could be that the citizens of Jericho had experienced many such failed attacks and therefore showed little alarm when the Israelites surrounded the city. Little did they know. The evil report of 10 of the 12 spies in Numbers 13 contained these words, The cities are walled and very great, Numbers 13.28. This description included the city of Jericho and was one of the reasons Israel refused to obey the Lord. The Lord had told them that he had already given them the promised land, verse 2, but they did not trust him. It does not matter if the cities are fenced up to heaven, Deuteronomy 9.1, because when God says he will do something, we can count on it. Though we do not face walled cities, we still face overwhelming challenges in our lives. Some challenges that might cause us to think we can never overcome such obstacles could be the loss of a job or health or a loved one. Did God not promise that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us? Romans 8:37. Did God not say that nothing can separate us from his love? But it takes faith to see it. If you were an Israelite, how would you have felt when you saw the massive walls of Jericho? Number two, the command of the Lord. Joshua chapter six, verses two through seven. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor, and ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go around about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear be before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a loud blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. 
And he said unto the people, Pass on and compass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. The first words the Lord spoke to Joshua were those of victory. God promised Joshua and Israel victory over Jericho before he even told them how it would be done. With God, the victory had already been won. All Israel had to do was trust and obey God. We do not have to fight for our victory in this life. The victory has already been won. All we have to do is obey God, knowing he will give us the victory. But this is easier said than done. The king of Jericho was a powerful man, and his soldiers were mighty men of valor. Verse 2. They were well-equipped, strong, brave, experienced soldiers. The Israelites were up against unrealistic odds, but the Lord was on their side. The Lord laid out the battle plan, which was no battle plan at all. Israel's soldiers were to go around the city with the priests carrying the Ark of God and seven other priests carrying ram's horn trumpets. They were to go around the city one time for six days and then seven times on the seventh day. This was no cleverly devised battle plan for the military mind. It was suicide. They were wide open targets. But this was God's plan, and it would succeed. The most fascinating fact about this biblical event is that Jericho's mighty men of valor did not mow the Israelites down with arrows and spears. The Bible does not say, but did they just stand around the walls and watch? This was totally abnormal for soldiers of this time or any time. There was already fear in the city over the Israelites. Joshua chapter 2 verses 9 through 11. They had shut up the city and I would think readied themselves for battle at the first sight of the Israelites. But they never released a single arrow. God was in control. Sometimes God's plans just don't make sense to us. Why do righteous people have to suffer? Why does God not take Satan by the nap of the neck and throw him into the lake of fire forever, no longer to be able to trouble his people? Why do good people die young while evil people grow old? We must admit, as God said, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55 verse 9. God has our best interest in mind, and we just have to trust him. Have you ever questioned how God was leading you in your life? How did it turn out? Number three, the commission of the people. Joshua chapter 6 verses 8 through 11. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns, passed on before the Lord, and blew with the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priest that blew the trumpets, and the re reward came after the ark, 
and the priest going on, and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth, until the day I bid you shout. Then shall you shout. So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about it once, and they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. As strange as the Lord's plan for conquering Jericho was, Joshua took it to the people. He neither questioned nor doubted it. He did not alter or try to improve it. He simply repeated it and emphasized that the people must obey. We also are given God's message to deliver the world, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It may sound strange that the death of one man, who is the Son of God, can pay for the sins of the world. But it is God's plan and will save those who believe. We are not to question it, doubt it, alter it, or try to improve it. We are simply to repeat it. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. 1 Corinthians one twenty one. The people rose to the occasion and did not delay in obeying God's plan. It is one thing to say you will obey the Lord and another to actually do it. These soldiers and priests were walking into a dangerous situation. They had no idea that the soldiers of Jericho would not fight against them. The normal expectation of coming against a city would be soldiers lined around the walls firing arrows down upon the invading enemy. Imagine the fear in the hearts of these Israelites as they marched around the walls in silence, an open target for the enemy. But it was their trust in God that enabled them to put one foot in front of the other in a faithful march around the city of Jericho. When we get serious about obeying the Lord, we will come face to face with many dangers also. It might be a hostile lost person reacting violently against our witness. It might be an ungodly boss who treats us harshly because we are Christians. It might be an unpopular stance we take in our communities that labels us troublemakers or nonconformist. Nonetheless, God has given us our marching orders, and we must obey God rather than men, Acts 5.29. It takes a strong faith to trust and obey God in the face of danger. Can you give an example of the time when obeying God brought you face to face with danger? Number four, the conquest of Jericho. Joshua chapter 6 Verses 20 and 21. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, an ox and sheep and ass with the edge of the sword. Everything happened just as God said. 
I have read this article that claims it was an earthquake that flattened the walls of Jericho. And it may be that God used an earthquake, but the credit for this victory does not go to a natural disaster, but to God alone. If he used an earthquake, his timing was perfect, proving that he controls the universe. God alone gained the victory over Jericho that day, but he also used his people who moved by faith. Hebrews 11.30 tells us, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Yes, it was by faith. The faith that hears God's seemingly unreasonable plan, but still does exactly as God commanded. It is the faith that disregards the danger because of complete trust in the Lord. It is the faith that firmly believes what God says in spite of human reasoning because we know God will give us his victory in the end. Setting the application. Although it was fun acting it out in Sunday school, the Bible does not tell us to carry a ram's horn trumpet and march around a walled city. But what does it command us to do? It commands us to love our enemies, Matthew 5:44, to forgive one another, Colossians 3:13. Sometimes that does not make sense to us either, but we do it, not because it makes sense, but because God said so. There are a number of examples of biblical commands that might not make sense to us, but faith in God motivates us to obey because we trust that His plan is the best plan for our lives. God gets all the credit for the victories in our lives, but it is our faith that accesses those victories. It is God's grace and our faith that saves us, Ephesians 2.8. It is faith that motivates us to obey God's command for our lives and to do the good works that he has ordained for us, Ephesians 2.10. Romans 1.17 tells us that the just shall live by faith. We will never have victory in our life or the life to come without faith. Can you describe a time in your life when God gained a victory for you when you moved by faith? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue going through Joshua, Judges, and Ruth, learning to live victoriously in uncertain times. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.